0: Squareball podcast. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you along with Levi Solicitors, so we'll do you a 10% discount on your legal fees. Levi uk forward slash the square ball, 15% on uh, wills and probate and Till? until uh, the end of January. Yes, absolutely. So get on board with that one. If you are listening in uh, around the time it was recorded, you've got about a week left to take advantage of the 15% discount. Levi uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, propaganda. Stuff what's been happening in the football world. Dan Michael and Rob with you on this one. Should we start with a little guessing game? Okay. I'm going to play you a clip now from... Uh, I won't tell you the name because it might give away who they're talking about. See if you can guess who this is about, shall we?
1: I think he's out of his depth. I think a change needs to be made. Machine was at the
0: at the, at the game today. Any ideas yet?
2: I was going to say Jesse at the opening, but um, <laughs> I was going to say Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> I'll continue. I hope he's in London,
1: because Lampard's bird's down there, to say, look, don't bother getting on the fucking coach home because you're fucking sacked. You're sacked. Go back to Christine fucking Blinkley. Here's your fucking P45. I've had enough of this shit show. I'm sick of people saying to me, he's a nice man, and I've said it on here. He's a nice man. He's a shit manager. He's a shit manager. We've got 18 games left to fucking save Everton Football Club. Not save our season. Save Everton Football Club. A change needs to be made now.
0: Not prone to hyperbole there at all, but uh, I think the clue was in, it's Lampard. Times are hard and friends are few. It's a hard to fucking you. And it's the big news, isn't it? It's it's more impactful, I think, than what necessarily happened at Leeds over the weekend.
3: But um, Frank Lampard got sacked. I really am. I really hope. That's how they told him. Yes, are sacked.
0: you sacked. <laughs> don't fucking get on the coach. Off you go, Frank. And this thing about him being a nice man, I don't know, to me, he represents, Is that, isn't it? he sort of represents everything that's wrong with this country mm. in terms of entitlement and nepotism and privilege, all that kind of There's stuff. Um,
3: all the coverage about it since he's been sacked has been like, oh, you know, like Everton fans really liked him because he was just so charismatic. And I keep reading it thinking, are we on about the same person mm. here? It's an awful bell end, isn't it? Yeah, it's exactly
0: the same. I can, I... That's what I mean, it's the nepotism, it's the it's the, it's the client press,
2: isn't it? His pals in the media. But weirdly, but like he was saying, he said before that he's, he's a nice man. Mm. I just don't get that from him. I, that we've had nice men, but like Brian McDermott was a nice man, I always felt. Yep. Maybe it maybe didn't work out for him management-wise, but even when we were sacking him, I thought, well, he's a nice fellow, whatever. Neil Warnock, not a nice man. Frank Lampard, not a nice man. It's, I think you can... Milanich, who even knows, <laughs> he never spoke. Um, but you know, you feel, I feel like you'd only get a slight handle for things. And how anyone has judged Frank Lampard to be a nice man, it's it's confusing. I don't know. He, he's, I think he's one of these people. I think he's fine when things are going well for him. But as soon as things, people question him, or things turn, he very much gets a face on and starts uh, and will will throw anyone he can under I, the bus. I really
3: um, enjoyed it was the athletics piece this morning about Lampard, and there's about five sections explain about what a horrible mess Everton as a football club is in and how Lampard couldn't have been expected to do anything but then like the sixth section is like I mean obviously he's a useless manager <laughs> like you know that's clear for everyone to see but you know the rest of it is crap as
2: well Yeah I think it was match of the day where they were saying oh well he's not got any goals in that team it's like well he spent yeah. he spent a lot of money in summer so why didn't he buy someone there's, who could there's score a, There's a good line in Barney
3: Rone's piece for the Guardian today talking about how, Barney Rone's not having him is he? No not no at all. but no. he's talking about how Lampard's bemoaned this lack of goal-scoring options since he's got there and he's signed off the deals for Neil Mopé, Deli Ali, and <laughs> Dwight McNeil and Rooney's yeah. line is like if you had to
2: pick three non-goal-scoring attackers from the Premier League, there you guys. Yeah, he's had no money to spend apparently but Dwight McNeil was £20 million pounds, I think, Mopé was fifteen and their fans
3: hate McNeil like
0: yeah. a lot <laughs> Well, they, 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 all... did, they did sell Richarlison though that is worth saying so they funded it with that but that's because yeah. they're right up against the FFP limits and the reason for that is because they've bought a lot of shit in the past
2: yeah and you know you sell a f- player 50 million pounds if you're going to spend that money there's there's scope within that to buy a goal scorer if you're not a complete fucking idiot <laughs> right on, on, more on
0: Frank Lampard no one likes to see it do they people <laughs> losing their jobs or oh, do you do you not care uh, I mean, it may genuinely impact our season if they get somebody good in.
2: Yeah, and that's a problem, isn't it? I was quite new manager bouncing there. a few weeks. I was hoping they'd stick with him, regardless. But the hope, the hope is that oh, they're
3: such a mess. Whoever goes there mm. is an idiot, just for taking that job in mm. the first place. Mm.
0: Um, so, should we hear from him after they lost to West Ham before you got sacked? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Finish game with sixty-eight possessions. So, is you standing there with the manager, seeing us so dominant with the ball. How, how do you get it into the players to, to turn that possession into creating more of a threat in the final third?
3: Well, they have to do that. That's not me divulging responsibility, but as a coach, a big part of your game is to work towards the final third and stay there and be there, and then talk about what you want from the players, but those things are more instinctive at that end of the pitch, and we didn't have that today.
0: He doesn't mean divulging responsibility, does it? That's it's not the, a
3: thing.
2: <laughs> that's the wrong word. Yeah, you don't divulge responsibility. He's trying to sound clever there with his paid-for education, isn't he? I don't actually know what he's, he's trying to say. He's trying to. He's mean. I'm, I'm not trying Divest, to blame. I'm di- not trying di- to blame yeah. someone else. Is yeah. what he actually means. But yeah, divulging is is different. Um, yeah, and it's, that's obviously the the setup's fine, but it's more instinctive at that end. And yeah, there's nothing
3: I can do once they get to that point.
0: There's there's rem- it's reminiscent do. of um, Yap Stam's Reading team when they came to Olin Road and had loads of possession, but all of it completely mm-hmm. harmless, just tippy tapping it around at the back
3: to the point where it wasn't our crowd allaying. Yeah, was, yeah, that was one of the strangest games I've ever seen. When we were like two 0 up, and they're just knocking it around the back, it was brilliant.
2: Yeah, they, they appeared to be time wasted a, yeah. a couple of goals down. So,
0: so there's uh, there's possession, and then there's useful possession, isn't there?
2: So, should we hear this other clip? This is yeah, this is from his press conference ahead of the West Ham game, and you think he's got it, yeah, but then, but then, wait for the kick. Yeah, you'll understand.
3: I think the thing I, I learned one of the earliest things I learned in professional football, and maybe my upbringing, to be fair. Was that the minute you make excuses or, or blame or try and apportion blame to anything else other than your own input on what you can do to something is the minute you fail, as, as far as I
2: see it. Yep. It's all fair enough, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's fair enough. He's Would, taking a look at himself. Yeah. What can I do?
3: Yeah, presumably, presumably, he's about to take responsibility now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I, I think he is, yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so, if, if the first thing I'd say to the players would be to not look anywhere
0: else but themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so he's done it and he's told them, but just not, they've just not—they've not followed his
2: instructions, have they? Yeah, I think it, does he still think he's a player? I don't know. Or does he realise that as a manager, you are responsible for more than just yourself? Our friend Wayne sent me a
0: text about Lampard, and he'd got it from a friend of his, so this is passed on, you know, down the chain and all the rest of it, saying that Lampard speaks like somebody who ha- feels like he's got nothing left to learn. It's kind of the players who have to get up to his standard. Yeah, he also speaks like someone not who, the ones, who, has,
2: who has had nothing to do with the way t- his own team is set up. Like he'll, he'll come out and go, Ah, oh, don't know why that's happened." Uh, I imagine you've mashed some of the things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, which leads, let's leads us, which leads us into Leeds, I guess, doesn't it? Um, should we hear first from, from Martin Keown, or should we go for the new Jive Bunny style mega mix? Which do you want? One for the kids there, yeah. we've uh, we've
2: been playing some Jive Bunny to Rob. He was oh, he was up dancing, yeah. he was mm-hmm. loving it. Yeah, it was, it was Come great. on, everybody! <laughs> Clap your hands. Uh, do you want the mega mix first? Let's or- go mega mix. Okay, listen to the
0: mega mix. Then uh, this is the the radio edit.
4: Disappointed with the result as we didn't win, but really encouraged by the performance, particularly from the defence. It looks to me as though we've sided out the back a bit uh, with Verba and up front because we've got plenty of attackers. But we need an extra midfielder. I agree with what your comments on the show that we need an attacking midfielder who run through with the ball. Can't expect Adams and Rocker to do it all. And I think the other midfielders like Aaronson just aren't doing it at the moment.
2: There's been a lot of talk on, on the Phil Hay show, on the match ball, uh, about performances turning slightly, a bit better in the last two games, which to a large extent I agree with. I think our probably our best two games in a long time have been the last two games.
0: They've yielded one point from six against Aston Villa and Brentford, who are, however, you look at them mid table teams at best. How long do we let this go on trudging along, even if things are starting to look better? Because the longer it goes on,
3: the more trouble we're going to be in.
1: Our back line looks completely different with Vuber starting at centre back. I hate to say it, Coop, but. Our best four started today, and I think we should keep going with it.
4: Well, that was better. We feel like we're moving in the right direction. Performances have certainly improved over the last three games, but it just never really feels like under March that We're actually progressing anywhere. We're just fighting off relegation again. And if there's a, a, a better option out there, a better manager if we can get a takeover sorted and bring them in. I think that's that's best all around. Um, Vogel looks like an excellent signing. Looks like a, he's able to sort out the defence, hopefully. Got great attacking players. It feels like we we should be doing better with the players that we've got now.
2: So we defended much better.
1: Verba came in and did a nice job, but a combination of Brentford's
2: tactics and the ref, the ref, my god, terrible. But terrible for both teams. It wasn't biased either way. It just, uh, just for me, just had an absolute shocker. And uh, I'm glad. It sounds like you boys enjoyed it, but bloody hell, I was like. It's bought out my mind for most of it. Well, it's an opinion, isn't it? I think that, I think it's probably fair enough. I feel like games like that in the stadium with the tension around it and it does it feels like it means more when you're actually watching it in a ground. I always think it was a really mm. deli- it was a delicately balanced yeah battle, wasn't it? I think
0: Moscow described it quite well when we spoke about it on, on the match ball. There's been like a good meaty, it was a good mm.
3: meaty football match, wasn't
0: it? Where- I
2: see, if I turned that on and that was Brighton against Brentford, oh yeah, I'd have been like fucking.
3: Hell. That was um. Watching the game back yesterday, because at, at halftime in the ground, I was a bit like, yeah, nothing's happened, but I'm not, like, it's not been terrible, mm. but it's just nothing's really happened. And this, I thought the second half was all right. I'm watching it back yesterday. I was like, oh, maybe it's a bit better than I first gave it credit for. But at the same time, if I was a neutral, I would not keep watching this game. <laughs> but like... we're not neutral. We're in
0: for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah, up. exactly. We, we're in, we've got to stick with it now, regardless. Oh, we should say thanks to Adrian, Billy, Gareth, Isaac, Matt and Nathan for the, um, the clips there talking about Leeds I think yeah that pretty much broadly sort of represents where we are doesn't it some mixture between boredom and, and frustration and signs of improvement
2: and kind of where most people are with Marsh as well where you're like I suppose it was alright like it's not we're just clinging on aren't we with yeah. him it feels like he's, he's he feels like for ages he's been a bad result away from being sacked but then he's got through a few of them and then managed to come off the back of him with some alright results so it, it just keeps hanging on doesn't it? We've got a
0: question from Gareth that we're going to do over on um, Propaganda Extra some of the bonus bits which is exactly to that effect um, why isn't Jesse getting more stick in the meantime though should we hear from from Martin Keown who he uh, has taken a lot of stick Martin Keown from Leeds fans over the years do you remember that song that was, we sung against Arsenal? Keown is an ugly character in the he stadium is, yep. that was a song that we sung and he got a ball in the head didn't he from Michael Brown ahead yeah. of the FA Cup game Was it Mark Vaduka that had him up by
2: the throat in the uh, mm. in the tunnel at Highbury. So, so a check had passed. I'm basically. pretty sure Alan Smith once really badly wound him up as well.
3: He I did, th- yeah, he did a lot of that with Keon and Adams mm. when he first got into the team. It's like <laughs> you're the England captain. I don't really care though. So,
0: are we applying the stopped clock theory to this? Then what is um, what is being said? Well, have, a, have a listen. If he's, if he's
3: right, have a listen and see what you think. Yeah,
0: I I don't see any game management. I don't see any control. I think the manager's
1: got good characteristics. But when you don't win games, it's like Codswallop, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just Balani. We're just hearing, it's propaganda. It's like he's clinging on. They need to get results. And he keeps, there's a message, all the interviews from the players was the same. There's momentum, we're building, we're moving in the right direction. Two wins in 16 games is not moving in the right direction. So the next two games are massive for them. I think the first one coming up is Forest. Got to start getting results and playing effective football. It's so frenetic
2: and frantic. Calm down and play some football. Calm down and play some football. It's propaganda. He knows. Hey, he also he's confused. He's gone between Blarney and Baloney there, hasn't he? He's called it yeah. Balani. Which
0: isn't, which isn't a thing. That was on Match of the Day
3: too, wasn't it? Was this uh, Keon, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, like he's right to say there's nothing Marsh can say really. Well, we're not getting results, but at the same time, like you work for Match of the Day, Marsh has to go speak to you after a game. And Contractually, do, yeah, yeah. And he has to do however many broadcast interviews and, and uh, press conferences. And it is like, if everyone just agreed, yeah, maybe no one should just talk to Jesse Marsh for a little while, then the world would probably be a better place. <laughs> but likewise, well, Martin Keon can fuck off because he's Look, part of that whole machine, isn't
2: yeah. he? Yeah, Keon can can just fuck off. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't care if he's right. He can, he, I don't want to hear it from him. I want to hear it from someone who I
0: like. We've had a question from uh, Fripp's Privilege, which is a great reference there. Uh, is that acceptable in the 80s podcast? It is, yes. Yes, sir. Um... <laughs> <laughs> which has been, it's crept, it's crept its way into recent uh, episodes of this show, Michael, with you talking about what you want to bring back. Odd bits, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ask, Top flight time machine as well, yes. Like saying, uh, can you ask Dan how we got a point even though we didn't score a goal against Brentford? <laughs> it's good which is Which is ref, in reference to Sporting Intel, Nick Harris, who has calculated the correlation between roughly goals scored will equate to points on the board by the end of the season. Key point there being. By the end of the season, mm. so if we are, so it's
2: going to be taken off us by the end of the season. Is that point? Is that how it works? I think so. Yeah.
0: Oh bollocks!
2: But luckily, when we when we cash in the um we'll, the we'll Spurs get... the Spurs and the and we'll the give um, that voucher. and the Fulham points, it's going to be great. <laughs>
0: but we've scored twenty six, which suggests we should have more points. Then again, Leicester have scored twenty eight, so there is, uh, there's a suggestion that we're probably underperforming.
2: A but lot of the metrics suggest we are under. I think that's maybe the other thing keeping Jesse in a job is that there are there are factors and ways of looking at the stats to say that we this is going to come good in the end. And our games we've still got to play, I think, because people will weight those in terms of winnable games and how many points you're likely to get. I think on that score, we're, we're due to get more than several teams down there.
0: Uh, Wolves have scored 12 goals. Bloody bastards. They don't even want the ball in play, do they? It's terrible, isn't it? That, that is terrible. It does genu- It's genuinely starting to track, though, if you look at the table. I mean, I won't read them all out, but Thank you. Southampton are bottom. They've scored... 17, 15 points. Again, Everton above them have scored 15, 15 points. So mm. it's all starting to level out roughly. So it does suggest that we should start to climb the table if we, can turn, if we can turn some of these draws into into wins.
2: Boney M captures it quite nicely. It says, Leeds are finding new ways to piss me off now. Can we either be shit and lose so I can complain about it? or be good and win so I can have a stress-free weekend. But for it, once. Is, this
0: not, is this not what being a Leeds fan is about? About being stuck in permanent purgatory? Uh, I suppose it used to be. What What is it now? <laughs>
2: Well, I don't know. I think think we hoped we'd got beyond that, didn't we? For a little while. For a few years, it was not that.
3: It doesn't matter where you are, though, does it? It's always the Premier League has a way of making everything Mm -hmm. fraught and horrible.
2: Yeah. And let's not pretend getting promoted from the Championship felt comfortable either. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That was one of the most stressful periods of my life was that six weeks or whatever it was post-Covid. It was it was absolutely dreadful. That wasn't it. So that was bad. But but then
0: but then <laughs> the but the release at the end of it makes the tension worth it. It's just that the problem is the the release at the end of this is well we get to go and do this all again for another season. <laughs> yeah, that is, the payoff's not necessarily worth it. Is Although it does feel like with the 49ers stuff on the brink now that you know better things are it's, it's almost like the stakes have been raised a little bit, doesn't it? Which is a bit annoying. Mm. Like if it, if it was this another season of this next year, you go oh well fine fair enough. But there's almost like there's almost a little carrot being dangled in front of us. Like
2: things things could be better next season, lads. Just just stick with it. Just stay up. Should we hear from Brentford fans? Uh, yeah, one. This in um, a new podcast that's not not heard from it before. Um, called um, Be Sotted. B Be, be hmm. Sotted. Be, okay.
4: We yeah. talked about games of two halves. That, that wasn't even a game of two halves. That was a kind of game of sort of kind of just sort of kind of squish squash. Kind of not much really happening. Sort of in the right places, wasn't it? I'd call it a game of no halves.
0: Fair enough. Mm. One long, zero,
3: some half. Give him a squish squash. Well, good on him for making the trip up then, isn't it? it must be <laughs> hard work
2: mm. supporting such a boring football club like that. It was kind of squish squash. Yes. Yeah. Um, we've got a, a little bit more
0: of, uh, be, what is it? Be be soted. Um On Prop Extra. If mm. going to go over to that one after after this. But that wasn't particularly interesting, was it? Fair enough. Let's move on. Let's have some fun around the rest of the football world. Where else did we have fun this weekend? Then so, Man United lost. That was good. That was good. We enjoyed that particularly because there was a late VAR intervention. So, should we um, enjoy this? This is the sound of well, Rob. What are just have a quick Google
3: for this? What are the? Is it seven stages of grief? If we could just. Uh... There are seven stages of grief. Yes, I think uh, so. It starts with shock. This is what Google is telling me. Uh, then it moves on to denial, and then anger, and bargaining, depression, acceptance, and hope. And finally, you finally process the grief Right, so we actually hear in this
0: clip All seven stages of grief uh, Which is great fun So enjoy this, this is a Man United fan being sad
4: They're checking the VAR here Is there a potential offside? Come on, let's have a look at this Where's the pass? The pass, he's definitely offside mate Come on, yes mate He's going to be offside Yes mate (laughs) Come on Get in! I fucking love a bit of the AR! Come on! Let's have a look. Is he offside? Oh, he's not. I don't know, where are they going to put. He's not. He's not. Oh, fuck, man! They've awarded it, guys! They fucking awarded it, mate! They were having a look at it. I thought there was a potential offside they've given it! Fucking bullshit, man! Oh, dudes! They saw, which fucking freeze frame are they choosing it from, though? You know, like, they showed about six different fucking freeze frames of the fucking shot in the past. What the one to choose the one that fucking looks the most on side, Then Ketia gets the flick in there. It's 3-2 tonight. So you know, like we've been fucking done by the VAR there, guys. What a stitch-up. The fucking stink show. Bollocks. 3-2, anyway. They're trying to find the right frame, I know. But 3-2, band of merry melters there celebrating like they've already won the fucking league, bunch of losers. But no, to be fair to them, they're looking good at the moment. They've completely done us at the end, mate. It's a smashing grab by them at the end.
3: Uh, all of them. I think, yeah, the rest of his day must have been processing the grief, I think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how he was so confident it was offside. Because I saw that. Yeah, thought... you only see what you want to see, don't you? Maybe so. Maybe so. Eddie and Ketty though. Yeah.
0: lead legend. He did phone... He phoned in the, uh, the goal, didn't he? Ah.
2: Scum fans never get the VAR calls do they either oh god I know yeah, it's a shame for him though it's a shame it might have turned
0: what can we do about this though that's the question what can we do about this because it sounds like it's all falling apart over there because they conceded a late goal
2: yeah um, and it's not um, it's not the manager to blame I mean VAR partly to blame yeah but he, he's got other he's got other ideas as Flying Pig United
4: with Casemiro in that team I fully believe we would have got a better result from that today we might have only drawn or who knows we might have gone and won the game that's the difference having the best central defensive midfielder in the world can can make. And you're going from having the best defensive midfielder in the world in Casemiro to having some bloke called Scotty who's fucking bang average. So, uh, you know, it, 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 there you go. We've, we've asked for it. Hashtag Blazers out.
2: <laughs> Get the green and gold scarves, everybody. Also, within that same clip, he's acknowledged the Glazers have, within this, the last few months, bought the best defensive midfielder in the world. I that, but
0: not enough. But Get Ronaldo back. But even so Idiots, honestly. <sighs> Can we cope with more Manx?
2: Uh oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well he's not Mank, is he, that guy? No. He's he's a he's a Man United fan. I don't know where he's actually from. He's got a, oh, imagine being sat next to him in a pub while Man United
3: are playing. I was <laughs> gonna say he reminds me of like a Chris Morris character or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the these lads, City Extra, long term favourites on this um on this show, very much mank. Uh, and it, it, just, it oozes out of every sound wave that you are about to hear. Uh, so this is is this when they went 2-0 down this? Yes, Spurs. this is
2: it's about, was it last Monday, I think, they played Spurs. Yeah. So this is, when, this is when it was all falling apart. Yes.
1: Don't shit the bed. Harry Kane. Saved. It's 2-0. I can't fucking believe it. It's 2 fucking oh. nil in two minutes. We've done it again. We've fucking done it again. We've fucking shit. We've fucking done it again. This league is done. Don't talk about the league title anymore. Arsenal have won it. We are dead.
2: I say It's all over, lads. Dead. Done. Man City load rubbish. But that you'll notice the tone there he had at, at half-time. Hmm. He's given up, hasn't he? Yeah, it's over. And, and he knows it's over. He knows the team have given up. Don't. Handing it to Arsenal yeah. on a plate. Don't bother coming back out for the second half, quite frankly. But then about an hour later, we get this.
1: We're not giving up this title without a fight. see, there's a reason that we have a gold Premier League badge on our T-shirt, yeah? It's because we're winners and we won it. We are we're champions. we're not giving up. We're not giving up without a fight. So, all you Arsenal fans? Be prepared for a long-haul slog. It'll be mentally draining. It'll be mentally taxing day by day. You'll be looking at that table. You'll be looking at the fixtures and it'll grind you down. And we'll be there, man. We'll be there until the end. We are not handing this trophy over to you without a fight. Believe me, man. Believe me. But, but, but you did. But you just, <laughs> you just
0: said.
3: <laughs> I should just give Arsenal the title now. And say no, no.
2: Pat's in. Sorry, lad. I mean, you can. Football does make everyone look stupid week to week because you go, oh, but yeah, we've just got no way of scoring goals. Then you'll go and win six nil or something. Or mm. you know, you'll you'll write off a player and then they'll they'll all of a sudden hit a good streak or something. So it does do this to you, but. Within forty-five minutes. I mean, could you imagine me? It's standing, a short time frame. Sitting next to those lads watching a game. <laughs> oh bless them. They just—they just—they're having next, fun, aren't they? They sit next to each other in the bedroom, don't they? Do it. <laughs> it's the format.
0: One Mank Anthony Taylor, Stockport, is he? Uh, Anthony yeah, Taylor, yeah,
2: something like that. Uh, has been name-checked by
0: Richard Keys. Now you'll remember, if you've been listening in recent weeks, we've been talking about Richard Keys and his. I mean, is vendetta too strong a word about Mikhail Arteta's antics on the touch touchline. <laughs> sorry just spill
2: a drink there. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully it's not gone over any equipment yeah. you've been threatening to do that for about three weeks to be fair am, yeah. <laughs> do
0: you want to get any absorbent
2: materials to stop that creeping across the table Michael or?
0: the notepad will be fine won't it yeah
2: it'll be fine oh, I'll, um, great I'll go grab some in a second
0: good um, and Richard Keys has uh, tweeted about Anthony Taylor putting him in his, uh, in his place <laughs> <laughs> Is, I mean I didn't even see this clip I didn't even know
2: Anthony Taylor had done this, but I know exactly he was talking about. Yeah, he's booked Mikel Arteta for being for being carried, getting carried away. The nice thing is, Robert Richard Keys, you've almost got to respect him because every time he does this, he complains about anyone on Twitter. His replies are just full of people saying, <laughs> saying <laughs> things about his his daughter's friend, yes, um, and his wife being ill, and various things that went on around that time. But he does not get put off by it, doesn't Keysy? He will. He's a great. He lo- he loves the banter, and he's willing yep. to plow on through All of that, so Absolutely, fair play to yeah,
0: him. Yeah. right. Stevie Nickel, we couldn't finish this show without having some Stevie Nickel in here. We've got a photograph of him this
2: week, haven't we? We have. If you're on the video, we'll get them, um, we'll get Lee to, to edit this in there. He's, he's got a nice dog, it's the same breed as my dogs, which is Newfoundland, big, aren't they? Very big, yes.
0: Steve looks like he's fallen over in this photo, <laughs> he's, he does, he looks, he's had a fall, <laughs> yeah. his hips gone, or something like that, yeah, completely. Uh, he's been, has he been out and about? This is what's concerning.
2: <laughs> Yes, so he's to, to fully describe it. He's got um high jacket on as, as Stevie as well. there's a full <laughs> clip of of this story on the SPN YouTube. It's about seven minutes, so it's it's worth actually finding the whole thing just because he's he's such a miracle of a man. I don't know how he's <laughs> I don't know how he was a good footballer. It's weird. how's someone, he made it through life? Someone who's so physically incapable and bumbling. <laughs> it seems weird that he was like played for one of the best best club sides of of the era. but there he was. So yeah, he's been um he's been out his wife's been away and he's he's got lost. Oh God, uh, well, his wife's, no one to look after him, <laughs> no one to feed him. Good God.
1: My wife and I have a particular route that we go a walk in okay. the woods. And the problem is that there are three trails in the woods, right? There's a yellow trail, an orange trail, and a blue trail. <laughs> and my wife knows the trail better than I do. Now, unfortunately for me, she's away at the moment. And I decided that I would I would go up this trail because I'd convinced myself I remembered that Okay. So after an hour, <laughs> i had no idea where it was. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what do you do? <laughs> do I keep walking, hoping that I stutter <laughs> upon the the exit, or do I call the hero of the hour, <laughs> Mr. Burley?
0: <laughs>
1: Cause I knew I knew if I, because f- there's houses yes. round all the way around the outside of the woods, uh, okay. and it's, it's not-, not far from where he lives. Right. So I figured what I'd do is, I'd, I'd just go to the edge, and wherever the house was, I'd call him up, and he'd come and pick me up and take me back to the car. <laughs> me and Haggis. <laughs>
2: Good God. His dogs called Haggis as well. So right. Okay. No. There, there are lots of questions, aren't there, from this? <laughs> because, such as, well, the trails. He said the trails are coloured. Yeah. Mm. So there's it'll be marked for him. Yeah. So he's even despite that he's managed to get lost. It's clearly not the wilderness because he said it's surrounded. The woods are surrounded by houses. He's clearly got a phone on him, which is going to have a map on it, which which he's used to ring Craig Burley to to come and give him a lift. So why not look? Yeah. So why not look at the map on it? What?
3: I just yeah. I just wanted to see the moment where he walks up to the
2: start of the three trails and he's like, "Well, you can't expect me to make this decision. I need my wife." <laughs> I mean, in fairness, if this is the worst thing that happens while his wife's away, it's probably all right. <laughs> I, I dread to think what he's eating. It's just crisps, isn't it, while his wife's away?
0: Yeah, and microwave meals.
2: Uh, do you think he's, can he can use a microwave?
0: No, that's true. He's getting stuff out of the freezer he's and put reheating it. He's, it, he's he.
2: puzzling in the microwave for 45 minutes, like yeah. a little <laughs> ready meal. And it's, it's got foil on it.
0: <laughs> it started sparking, it caused the fire. <laughs> Mind you, this, this him wandering off into the woods, you know, given how bleak it was when he uh, into that, that pond that
2: time. You can you... completely see how the pond thing happened, yeah. right, you know. You just wonder if you got into the woods and thought, ah, oh, might as well Try just to take ring... off my shoes and keep walking here. <laughs> Trying to ring Craig Burley as he's <laughs> sinking. I found some quicksand. Never mind. But yeah, do do look up the full clip on ESPN's YouTube because he's this remarkable. There there are some several other little details there as well. He's clearly lived around this area for ages as well. Goes to these woods all the time. And still managed to get, get lost. No one's paid attention. To what he's, done. He's, with, he's wearing a high visibility jacket so people can see him. But well, find him. He goes on to explain the reason he was wearing that is because people it's hunting season they he just want to get shot. But then he starts talking about bow and people hunting with bows and arrows. And people they're just laughing at him saying, No one hunts with bows and arrows. And he's not having it. Like I said, the whole the whole thing is quite um is quite entertaining. So come on, listen to me. Maybe he's a time traveller from a medieval time because <laughs> he did his bread poultice didn't he the other week
0: trying <laughs> to su- suck out the infection from his finger and now he, th- he thinks people are going out with crossbows and bows and arrows and suits of armour and stuff wild oh, I love Steven. I
2: reckon giving another another few well I was going to say would he have eaten the dog or would the dog have eaten him <laughs> the dog would have probably eaten him more likely, wouldn't it? If they'd have been oh, stranded for any length of time. Very
0: soft breed. No, it would have. It would have licked him as he slowly just passed away. <laughs>
2: He'd have allowed it to eat him, though. Yeah. Oh, Keep yourself alive, haggis
0: I've had. I've had a good innings. I'm done here.
3: He's, he's only been out for two hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I might as well just lay down. <laughs> I can't get through a Craig. <laughs> there you go propaganda done and dusted for this episode we've got some uh, some bonus bits over on propaganda extra for TSB Plus members as well have a look on the website for those if you want to um, those episodes if you want to have a listen or a watch as well squareball.net forward slash plus to sign up and we will see you in a bit
4: The Squareball Podcast